And welcome to the Father Seekers Podcast. My name is Pastor Keith. Joining me is Pastor Barry Edgman, the founder and creator of Father Seekers. Pastor Barry, how are we on this Wednesday morning? We're doing uh, well. Personally, I think we're doing incredible. Um, did you see? Did you see where um, uh, Aaron Rodgers? Did you see the article on Aaron Rodgers this weekend? Well, I've seen a lot of articles on Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Yeah, there was a there Him was a Tom Brady. <laughs> there was a thing on Facebook about Rodgers where it was a gourd like a gorgeous picture. It was gorgeous, man, and he was. He was out in the wild, like in beautiful, beautiful country. And apparently, apparently, he went bear hunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he killed a huge bear. Well, I, that, that brings an interesting question. Like, yeah. if you had yeah. what you'd call uh, a Scrooge McDuck amount of money, what would you do with it? And he doesn't seem like a bear hunter, nor am I. I'm absolutely not a bear hunter. But if I was sitting on some something close to three quarters of a billion dollars, I, you know, I might, yeah. I might, I might, I might get on a private jet, go into Montana, yeah, get a guide, go in the middle of the woods, yeah. And uh, I mean, that's something I could, I could see myself doing. That that's the, the what would you do with three quarters of a billion dollars? Well, I, I think, I think. Uh, I think he he slaughtered the bear Sunday night. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good game on yeah, Sunday. It was a good uh, game. If you're listening to this not in real time, not in with real us, time. Uh, that was the uh, end of week two of the Packers season. Week one, Green as Bay we've Packers, no- notoriously done in Green Bay, is uh, lay a flop in week one, and then week two just decimate that. It's like kill the I, bears. If, if I was looking at at my schedule and I wasn't yeah. a Packer fan, if I was looking at my my and I saw the Green Bay yeah. Packers week two, I would know that. I'm going. You know, <laughs> you brought up. A, tough, you brought up. You brought up a good point. We could go right over here to the casino and bet. I'm going to get hammered for this, but if you were a betting guy, well, I'm not. Yeah, but if you were, <laughs> you go to the casino and bet against the Packers on Week One. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And win. Yeah. yeah but then for sure, don't do it after that. No, nope, no. Nope. It's like. Yeah, it's going to be quite a few straight. I think Vegas knows what they're doing, and I, do too. I wouldn't be surprised do too. if they anticipate that, and yeah. your return isn't good if you followed that. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'll tell you, I I, I have been to Las Vegas once, mm. and um, it was this summer. The city itself uh, uh, gave me a lot of different emotions, uh, and I won't get into that. But one thing I really did enjoy, I'm a very, I'm a motor sports enthusiast. I think mm-hmm. I've said it on this show before. Mm-hmm. If you're listening and want to purchase me a gift, anything in motorsports, I would, that would, that's my love language, right? But I did have an opportunity, uh, when this summer, when I was in Las Vegas, uh, of being in Las Vegas, uh, and going into a, like a, they call them, I think they're called sports betting rooms. It, it was just a side to the casino. Yeah, like, what, what is what is that? You, it's, like, it's where you go into the room, you place a bet on a sports, and they have, I, I, I think in that hotel, they had 30 TVs all going live on different sporting events. And, uh, and you can play, you can place bets on, on outcomes of like, uh, uh MMA fights, mm, uh, mm. football games are live baseball, baseball. That was a, mm-hmm. a lot of people were betting on baseball, but this summer, I, 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 Formula One races early in the morning in the United States, unless of course they're racing in the United States. Then it's a two mm-hmm. o'clock mm-hmm. uh, uh, lights out time. Uh, 
but they weren't racing in the United States. In that weekend, I think they were racing in Germany. Uh, so it was uh, in the West Coast time, it would have been, I think it was 6 a.m. was race start time. And so at 6 a.m., I went downstairs, went to the sports betting room. At 6 a.m., there's not a lot of people in sports betting room, but there is. Uh, but I, I I got to sit down, and I didn't place a bet. I didn't place a bet. I was there for a, a convention, and I didn't place a single bet all week. Uh, but that was a really cool uh, sitting down, watching Formula One in a in a Vegas sports betting casino mm. room, mm. and just watching how like interesting that lifestyle is. I guess mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. But uh, essentially, I went downstairs, um, and I'll get hammered for that. I went downstairs. I I had a cup of coffee. I had mm-hmm. a really nice cigar, mm-hmm. and I just watched Formula One for two hours. There you go on a gigantic television. That'd be awesome. And there's people there. There's also Formula because at six a.m. there's no one in the room. So yeah, if you're in that room. You were watching Formula Formula One. One. That's that's the channel. Essentially, I got to like you know hang out with a bunch of people that also enjoy motorsports. But uh, I don't even know how we got in this conversation. Oh, casinos. Yeah, casinos. (laughs) Go go. uh, If you're a betting guy, which I've I've never been a betting guy. Never like I. You know what? I I was for a minute in my life, and I I, it didn't give me the adrenaline I looked for. The the most. The closest I've ever come to gambling is is getting in a football pool at work. Oh yeah, F- yeah, yeah. And it's like the ten dollar, uh, ten dollar pools. Like you pick the winners of the week. Yeah, yeah. And those are those are kind of camaraderie at a workplace. For the first three weeks, I won all the money, and people were going, "What is he doing?" <laughs> and then after that, never won a thing. It's like that's the highlight of my gambling career, right there. Yeah, and. And I've been to Vegas several times, and it's like eh, I've never, I've never not a big. I, I, I say like I was there for like five days, I think, for a mm-hmm. convention. Because um, I am an entrepreneur, so mm-hmm. I, I was there for a a, a business convention, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I I didn't get into the. That's just me. There's a yeah. lot of things that are going on in that city that like yeah. I looked around and it it didn't excite me. Like it didn't be like I know people go there for like oh it's such cool there's the it's very vibrant it's the city's very alive but I left overall feeling kind of sad mm. and uh, but the 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 highlight other than the convention convention was good I met a lot of really cool people it was great networking uh, but <laughs> waking up early and uh, going down and watching Formula One with a handful of people that, that was that was pretty fun. that's highlight that's pretty highlight fun. real yeah. okay so we are in the midst of a of a series this is week two. <clears throat> Um, the series, uh, is, is series. I like series. Is mm. series the right word? I, I think it's a clutch. Yeah. I cluster of ideas. One of my guys asked me the other day, he said, why do you, why do you do, why do you do that? I've never heard anybody do it. Well, I said, Keith and I work. That's what the way we get the best yeah. material out. Mm-hmm. One offs are great. And, and, and they are, but if you, if you're Joe Rogan and you can do a one up for four hours, so we're doing a Joe Rogan. Well, I, I'm not going to say that. We're doing what in in one. We're doing in four seatings what Joe Rogan does in one. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. he's got the listening power to that. And for for us, and I, I told the guy, I said, we just feel like that we get sidetracked on on all the more things that come to mind and come to surface mm-hmm. in the conversation, and rather than that. We, we try to map it out and script it out and try to equalize equalize the investment of discussion because we only have your ears for so long. Right. And we, that, that satisfies them. We always try and target for 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Usually it's 55. Sometimes it's ish, less. Not more. very often. And lately, uh, sometimes ish. it's a little more. Ish. Ish. No. 
You know what? I, I also host a Chew on that podcast, mm-hmm. another Life Church podcast, mm-hmm. and you would be surprised. Like we we also have the forty five minute target, but almost always we land at one hour six minutes. Like mm-hmm. like sometimes it's one hour five, but if you look at like the runtime of those mm-hmm. shows, it is weird that it's like sixty six minutes. Yeah, it's it never really varies less than three minutes off that mark. It never goes past 66 minutes. Sometimes it'll be 62, 63, but there are a lot go 66, 66. And that's there's three people yeah. on that show. That, that's almost yeah. impossible to like. It's pretty, pretty it's, good. It's almost impossible well, to, to, to plan that. You know, it's, it is. But when we were doing 30s, people said, you guys have got to stop. You you got to do more time because you just get going and then it's over. Yeah, the the thing with thirty minutes is we've already burnt nine of it. Half right. of it talking about Las Vegas, right? Right, <laughs> and we're not getting paid by them either to promo. We're not getting paid by the city <laughs> or nobody, <laughs> nobody. But if the city did zero, pay, but if they yeah, did, if they did want to yeah, pay, I, like I'm like, not I'm not holding my breath on that one. We're listening. You know? Yeah, yeah, we're here. Yeah. All right, so this series uh, titled um, How to Listen to God. Mm-hmm. Tell me about last week's episode. Last week, we talked about talking with God. Like, like when you when you talk to somebody, you have to, first of all, just realize who they are, get to know them a little bit. And we're going to dive deeper into that. But I, I feel like that there's a big struggle with guys in general, specifically guys in 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 talking with God because they have problems with talking talking with each other. Mm-hmm. Did, did you know that did you know that psychologists tell us that that we speak to ourselves more than any other person? That's probably true. Yeah. And that we say some of the most hurtful, harmful things to ourselves about ourselves. Probably true. Yeah. So with that in mind, there's this whole idea shifting from from talking with God to developing the conversation, the art of conversation, because most people, most guys, I've heard several guys saying it just caught my ear. I don't I don't know what to say when I'm when I talk to God. So I, that caught my ear like, um, OK, so when you when you are not knowing what to say, there's a couple of things that come to mind. One of those things that comes to mind is. Well, do you know who you're talking to? Like, I met a guy the other day. I forgot who it was, and he's he used to be a really popular person here in this church. Probably, probably, if I called his name, everybody would go, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." So I met him, and uh, how you doing? Yeah, not just small talk, you know. Hello, and somebody said to me afterward, "Do you know who that was?" I said, "No." Don't know. <laughs> I really don't know who it was. Oh, he was. And then they told me the story. And I thought, well, good on you, mate. Glad for you. But I just met him as as the guy that I just met. Now, did after I hear the story about who he is, did that did that uh make me want to know more about him? Yes. Because what people told me was very interesting about him and in all of the philanthropic work that he does mm. now i just didn't know if you don't know you don't yeah, know he was just a person that showed up at church and i if i said him from church yeah if i said that a, once i've said it a thousand times in in the father seeker realm whatever but but once i realized who he was it's like okay this guy's interesting not because 
of how important he is or how much money he has, but because of what he does. That interested me because the guy has nothing that I need or want other than I'd like to get to know him. Like very interesting guy. Yeah. Like, like life experiences or. Yeah. Yeah. And business, philanthropy. And some of the things, if I were to call his name, most people in this area would at least have an idea who he well, is. Well, he's got to be a Packer player. I don't, I don't no, know who you're talking about. No, not a Packer player. No, <laughs> he's a business guy. No, no. But what's interesting is is when you meet guys like that, You and, and this guy was just a nice guy, just unassuming, like he didn't have bells and whistles going off before he walked into the room. Yeah. He was in very, very casual clothes, very casual. And you would look at him and go, huh, really? But once I realized, I go, I want, I want to learn, at least learn more about him. I want to get to know him and I want to find out about him. I even got his phone number, his digits, so I can stay in contact. So when we're talking about this, this talking with God, we, it's, it's like me meeting this guy like, oh, oh, really? Then when I do connect with him, I've got to develop a conversational flow with him. I've got to div- I've got to have some some artisan skills and abilities to be able to have conversation with somebody. Okay. So the uh And that's what we're talking about today is, title is of the it, episode is the the art of conversation yeah, with yeah, God. The, yeah. The how, art of conversation. Yeah. How how do you how do you communicate like if I sit in the room with pastor most of the time, Pastor Sean. Yeah, most of the time, there's very little said, but we communicate. <laughs> That's accurate. We communicate. I, I have been the, the the dude in the room with these guys, yeah. and uh, yeah, they, they're. What's the best way that I I could describe them? They're like they're like gr- the movie Grumpy Old Men, but they don't talk. It's just two dudes just sitting there. Every now and again, go. Mm. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's like that movie. People, but if you take if you take the Jack Lemon and um, uh, Walter Matthau, if you take yeah, them and just remove all of their all that's of their lines, movie. yeah, that's the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there movie. there are people <laughs> like there are people in your life that you don't you you you're always thinking ahead because you know them and you know what they're thinking. Yeah, and you know I know oh I know how he's going to respond to that like and. And it's the same when we're in public together or, or doing ministry here, business at the church. It's, there's not a whole lot you have to say. And we all hopefully, 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 hopefully we all have friends like that in our life. We don't have to say a lot, but we can communicate. Well, it's, it's not a, a telepathy thing, but it's a relationship thing. So, so when you're looking at that and you're understanding and you're, you're trying to develop this this thing one of the things that surfaces with that is if you were to fuse these two elements one of the things brings you to that place and and that is when you when you fuse relationship and experience um and you you fuse those things together you you develop this this thing this this way of communicating this 
this. I kn- I've, I've heard him talk about this so many times that I pretty much know what he's going to say. Therefore, I don't have to really talk to him about it because I know how he's going to respond. Like there are certain things that I know that flips pastor's trigger. And, I, and then there are certain things that I know that like he expects things certain ways. So I don't have to ask him. I just know it because I've, I've experienced that with him. And because of that experience and conversations previous to that, I've had this, I've got this relationship. I've got similar relationships with, uh, with guys in my core group. Like we communicate a certain way because we've spent so much time together. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're kind of doing like a, a movie where it's showing you the ending before the movie gets into it. Like you just showed the ending of the movie. Now I assume we're going to go backwards and say, how do we get to that point with God? How, right. Like, how, right. like, because what you're explaining, you're explaining like, like a marriage, like me, okay. me and my wife just celebrated right, our, our, our ninth anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. It was yesterday. We went to a, a great Congrats. restaurant, Studio 1212 in Green Bay. I can't recommend it enough. 1212. Studio 12. Never heard of it. It's a great restaurant. It's, it's, it's fancy. Okay. Foods. Let's, let's side, let's side track on that. Where's 1212? Um, so on Monroe, if you're in downtown, you're down, you keep, get out of downtown. Like you're going towards Alloway. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's right on the river. It's, you right. know, you know how you say Monroe in the South, right? Monroe. 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 <laughs> it's on Monroe. Monroe. Uh, keep, keep going. Like you're going towards Alloaz. Alouette. No, no, my, my Google my Google says Alouette. <laughs> the weather in Alouette today. Is. So act like you're going towards there. It's on the it's on the right hand side. Um, yeah. And the food was sensational. The owners are sensational. So I digress. You, so you would say that that would be one of your favorite places in town? Uh, it was the first time I went yesterday. Yeah, 12, and, I, 12. and I would absolutely go back again. If you're going I'll have for, to add that to my, that would make my round out my top three in Green Bay. Try it. it it's one of those that if you're going on, um, I would say I would say like if you're listening, you got a, you got a, you got a wife, take yeah, take her there. Yeah, that's a nice restaurant. I don't, I don't have a wife. I go, but but I will tell you that a couple of places I go, I go for the ambiance and the atmosphere. The ambiance is great. One place you look you look right and you are looking at the river. That's where I want to be. That's twelve it. twelve. Do you the, have to make reservations? Um, I don't think it would hurt. Yeah. Uh, we walked in and uh, we got a table, but someday, if ever, someday. If I ever, perhaps we should double date and perhaps go there and then go to the Northland Walnut Room. Oh, yeah. Bro. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that sounds like it's an expensive okay, we're talking, evening. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, so, so uh, it's, a, it's, it's a couple of hundies to how, go there. How I got on this again, like like going to the sports betting room in Las Vegas, uh, mm-hmm. it's it like me and my wife now, we've been married for nine years together for, uh, it'll be 16 years next month. Uh, but yeah. I'll tell you what, like, our relationship now, there are mm-hmm. great nights where we are completely silent in the same room, mm-hmm. just just there being you go. in each other's presence, right? And presence, and she can she can be like she's she likes to puzzle, so she could be working on a puzzle. I can be reading an article, or or I'm a learner, so I I, I always read like like uh, uh, published published works in medicine, published uh, published works in psychology. I like reading those types of articles, like reading historical articles, uh, but. Uh, regardless, we, we could be in a room together for two hours, completely silent and be completely content with our cup full. Right. But we've right. been together for, you know, like I said, almost 16 years in the beginning, there, there was a lot more talking involved. So 
because there needed to be, you know, to get to that comfort level, there needed to be that kind of conversation. So, so I would say, how do you start a conversation okay. with God? Okay. So let's do a little icebreaker here and break this thing up. Like for, for real, I've, I've been doing a little research. I've been doing a little research on, cause I've always wondered, I've always pondered this question. Who talks more, women or men? I would instinctively say 50-50. Now, I say that because of just my test pool. In public, I talk the most between me and my wife. Mm -hmm. Um, And people think that I'm the bubblier of the personalities Mm -hmm. because I force myself to be an extrovert, Mm -hmm. but I'm not an extrovert, Mm -hmm. so I force myself in public to do that. Mm -hmm. At home, my wife talks... 95% to my 5%. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a complete, I'm truly an introvert. Roll switch. Mm-hmm. Roll switch. So mm-hmm. if you were to just look at me and my wife and, and you know, both me and my wife, but yeah. you would ping me for the talker. Right. But I would say at the end of the day, if we added our words up minus a day where I have to do a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, she probably trumps my word count in a day. So I would say 50, 50. Okay. So, that that's that's a particular i don't i don't know because i've i've been around your wife and watch her she talks a lot to those kids mm-hmm. like she's very engaging with your kids mm-hmm. like very very engaging but in general uh psychology today says this in general that on average and and in the book Female Brain, published in two thousand six, Luann Brezanine, M.D. says that women speak approximately twenty thousand words a day to men seven thousand. <laughs> that's that's a that's a pretty significant difference. But there's a reason. Here's the reason. Now, does it mean that women talk a lot? Or does it mean that they talk about more? The answer is both. I'm not. I'm not an either or guy anymore. I'm both and. Mm-hmm. I've thrown either or out. That's another time. That's another discussion. You don't do absolutes anymore. Nope. Yeah. Negative. Well, it's either or. Here's how. Here's. Here, let me just go there. Either or. Either and people. People. They always try to pigeonhole me with absolutes about God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I've, so, I've had people do so that. I go, okay. So I'll say this, either this or that, either you believe or you don't, because I can always come up with a, a question that will trump. They're trying to pigeonhole me. Mm-hmm. I'll become another person when people try to pigeonhole me. I always, I always, when I, when people try, because people do, I mean, when you're a yeah. pastor, that yeah. that's a trap. Like, yeah. Usually the people that are trying to do that, they're, they're, I'll just say it for you. They're manipulators and they're looking for something to push. They're looking. For, yeah. And I don't put a lot of time into it. I listen, but I don't, yeah. I don't put a lot of time into it, but, but yeah, this the idea. I always send them to you. I just say, go pastor Keith is a specialist in that. Well, area. I, what, what my strong suit is I'm a good <laughs> listener. So yeah. I can just listen to a person talk for a long time until yeah. they just out talk themselves. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've met people that, that will, I've literally, I'm sure we have all had this experience where we just have, to say, bro, I got to go. 
just walk away. <laughs> but anyway, it, it does depend on whether or not one is an extrovert or what type of relationship it is or what are the cultural protocols or mores of a particular person or group. And then just men in general, and we've learned this from Thursday night, if that were, if that were a testing pod, we've learned that guys, guys won't open up until they feel safe and comfortable. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about cupcake safe spaces. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about knowing that there is an integrity of if I say something here, it stays here. And I will not judge you because I have walked on similar pathways with similar shoes. And the second part of that, I, 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 I agree. I would almost flip those around. I, I think that men in particular open up and talk when they realize that they're not, that they're not a unique case study. Like what, whatever That's the other side of the coin, you're not alone. When, when you, you are not, when, whatever alone. you're about to say, isn't like, what did you just say? Like it's no revelation. Then, then men will open up and, and, mm-hmm. and, Un- they'll unravel like a cheap rug. You know, that's, you know? it's almost been that, that if I remember right, it just thinking back almost every week, somebody says, I, I just didn't know you could have a group like this or yep. people where you could, or other guys go through what I'm going through. I, I love when they say, I don't know why I keep talking. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so to that point, here's about men and women. Here's the thing. Women, women talk more than men. Clearly just, just, just clearly they do communication matters to women more than men this is psychology today yeah i love i go to psychology i love psychology today men talk to get things done that's accurate like if your wife says how was your day babe and you tell and she says well if you do this 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 and this you will never have to walk that pathway again that's not what she wants to hear. She wants you to hug her and listen, be compassionate. Men talk to get things done. Women talk to make an emotional connection. Yeah. Ouch. I could, I could see that. Men talk about things. Women talk about people, relationships, and feelings. Mm-hmm. The opposite Yeah. of what guys want to talk about. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that that's applicable. And here's the last one. Men use language to inform preserve their independence and complete to maintain status alpha dogs i usually don't talk just to talk no i got it i'm just saying in general while women use language to enhance cooperation reflection on their preference of equality and harmony that's psychology today and and yeah, I would say that in the human race, if you took if you pulled them up, that would be accurate. On but it doesn't have to be. And if you're listening, like because because I was listening to that, and and my relationship with my wife is is not like that. Yeah. Um. But that's that, a that's a good that's proof that it can be that way. It, oh, it, it's it, proof that it, it can exactly. be exactly like because that's a statistic that is on average a significant statistic swinging one way doesn't mm-hmm. mean that. You are unusual if you don't check that box. Right. And, and you and Jenna have put in the hours to, to get where you are. Mm-hmm. Like you formed. Yeah. And you put in the work. Like, like if you were to put 
a newlywed couple in the room with you and Jenny, you would just, you both probably wouldn't say that much and you'd just be listening while they either rattled on for hours or they didn't say anything and you had to pry. Yeah. So I think there's, there's, there's historical precedents with couples who have had good relationship, but let's talk about, let's talk about conversation with God, the relationship with God. God. So how do we, how do we start that icebreaker? Say, say you and God are just starting a date. Well, I think I would, I would, I would switch the wording just cause I'm sensitive, but I, I got where you're going, but I, w- I would, we talked about a little bit last week about my identity and God's identity and who I see God is and how I've, how, how I've created an image in his mind or how I have believed what he said about himself and then God's identity, who in fact he says he is, who he's proved he is. And who I've made him to be, the image that I've created him to be versus who he actually is and what he says. Now, here's the thing. If we have an image of God in our minds, we, 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 we don't, we are not experiencing the real God. What do you mean? About Let that? me say that again, be crystal clear. Cause I had to think about this for a minute. If we have an image of God in our mind. And this was from the Ten Commandments. Have no other idols before me. No, no other images. No other graven images. Graven can be done emotionally, mentally, and virtually. If we have an image of God, a created image, then we are not we are not having relationship or interchange or exchange with God Himself. God, think about this now. This is deep water stuff. This is where we dive in hard and fast and we see how deep we can go before we have to come up for air. God calls us to relationship, not to form image of him. Relationship does not create image. Relationship is one person having communication and exchange and walking with the other. In other words, if I want to hang out with you, Keith, I don't take a picture of you that I have on my phone and, and let's go to door County on our motorcycles. I don't ride with, with a picture of you and, and, and have this conversation with you because all I'm doing is having this one-sided conversation with you while I ride my motorcycle up to Door County. Mm. When, if you were really there, the conversation would be not one-sided, but two-sided with multifaceted mm. observations and, and infusions from the other. And I'm, I'm not just listening to myself talk, but I'm actually hearing what you have to say, what God is saying to you and said to you, and it shapes and forms who I am. This is keynote here. This is, this is, this is, if we don't understand this, we will never, we will never understand and have, have conversation with God that is meaningful and fruitful. And one of the reasons that men don't pray and they don't have conversation with God is because their prayers have become fruitless because they are praying to an unknown God, an image that they created. Okay. 
I, yeah, that's a, that's a good, yeah, that, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good layout on, on this. So as, as, as you're, as you're saying, so like, if I don't have, like, if I have an image, if I have a preconceived notion on what, uh, who God is that I'm already leaning the conversation in, in a one sided street sort of, sort of way. Like if I don't, if I don't keep open to the idea that, um, God is who he says he is. And, and I'm, if I don't, so like if, if I talk to God in a way, like, like I expect God to be, uh, a punishing God, a judgmental God. So if that's in my brain, and I try and have a start having a conversation with him. I'm obviously going to talk to him as if he is that. You you've just pegged it. Yeah. For example, yeah. okay, okay. If I if I if I am a fatherless guy, just just walk with me on this. If I'm a fatherless guy, the number one thing that I had to overcome, and this took me years to realize this. That I had a relationship while in ministry with a God that I, um, I imagined. Imagery is from imagination. It is the it is the it is the actual real representation of your imagination. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes this makes sense. Okay. Keep going. Okay. So if I'm if I'm imagining God to be a father who sits on the throne that adjudicates every move that I make without mercy and grace. Or he has these rules, and if I've broken these rules, he either separates himself from me or puts himself away, so then I have to perform. Or I just give up because I'm tired. Then I've created an image of God that I've responded to and built my relationship with God that God, not the God of the universe, not my father in heaven, but I've created this other God, this other image of God. Now, this is deep stuff, and people have to dig into this. And you may flip this off right now, not flip it off like flip it off, but <laughs> cut the switch off. But w- what I'm saying to you is if I've talked to one guy, I've talked to hundreds of guys who have said, I don't want any relationship with God. Because if he's anything like my father, I want zero to do with him. That guy's got an image of God in his mind, mm-hmm. equivalent and based on who his who his earthly daddy is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you if you go into your your new relationship with, and we'll bring this down back to like earthly ideas, like if you go into a new dating relationship, mm-hmm. but yet you assume and think that she's like your ex wife. Mm-hmm. That relationship is perfect. That's perfect. Probably, that's perfect. probably doomed, right? That's perfect. So if you go into this relationship with God and you have this preconceived notion of who he is because of what maybe uh, a person in authority had told you they were as a child, yeah, then of course you're, you're going to talk to him uh, almost almost resentful, yeah. Right? If you're gonna, you're going to talk to him uh, shameful, resentful, right? The, the, all the bad emotions that stem from fear. Okay, but now you you surface another thing with father fatherless dads. If you grow up that way, you you by default will project that on your kids. You will do that. There's no man alive that cannot do that. And you may say, "I fight hard every day not to be like my dad to my kids." You are living a reactionary lifestyle. You're not living 
the life that God wants you to live. You're just trying not to be like your dad. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you probably will end up just like And you dad. will because you'll end up because angry and empty and it's like... That mm. seed has already been planted yeah. and the fruits are already being... It, it, what, where there's a root, there is a fruit based directly upon the, the, the type of root that you have. Yep. It has to be dealt with. So when we go back to this image of God, who he is, and, and do I really understand... Do I really understand? Actually, do I want to understand? Do I want to do the hard work and get into it? Then we have to ask the question, uh, does God really want to talk to me? And then do I really want to talk to God? Well, the question, the answer to the first part is, yeah, God, God, look, God is the author of conversation. God was the first to create the opportunity and the availability to have conversation with him. He created man and he created an atmosphere for man to have conversation with him every day. He came to man every day in the garden. He visited man before the fall, after the fall. Now we must go to God through the Lord Jesus. We have access to God through Jesus. And once that relationship is initiated well, then we begin this relationship with God where we have access to him, that we can speak to him and hear him anytime we want. So what I'm saying is relationship has to replace imagery. Yeah. Relationship. So for me to pray and to see real things happen, I've got to believe that God is not this, he is not this thing that I've created. He's He's more than that. He's always the God of more than enough. So if, and and there are guys that sit in our Thursday night group that they started out just the way I described, but the more time that they spent with Jesus guys, they got chiseled down, not by the guys, but by the love of the community of men and by the presence of the Holy Spirit in those meetings. Yeah. Their image of God was changed because of the presence of God and God never gives up. He's always present working on us. Yeah, uh, when you when you have people around you that are uh, really convincing that God is different than what you've imagined God to be because of proof of application in their life, it's tough to believe that God is what you thought he was. Mm-hmm. When, like when you're around people that are strong in faith and, and see the results in their life because of their faith, and you have not seen results in your life because of your faith, you have to start wondering, what did I have my faith in? Like, I don't think God's the missing link. I don't think God's the one that's wrong here. Could it be that I was wrong about God? People, you you just hit the nerve on the real issue. And the real issue is that people have this image of God. They're disappointed in the image they've created, but they have high expectations for that image. And when that image lets them down, then they blame God himself who had nothing to do mm-hmm. with, with their plan to create an image. And then thank God for the presence of Holy spirit who breaks through all that. And then we realize, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have to humble myself and realize that I created this imagery in my mind and and all of that that's when redemption comes to fruition is that we realize that God 
is a God of love and mercy and kindness and justice and faithfulness. And he wants a relationship with us, but he's done all he can do to, to make that relationship happen. Now we must respond and move toward him because he still continues to draw us, preventing grace, the drawing of God of, of unredeemed man to himself so that they can have a relationship with him. Yeah. Any conversation needs to be a, a, a two-way street, right? I, I think about like, with this idea of uh, uh, like racism, like I, I, when we think of racism, we, it's a misconceived notion on a group or sector of people mm. that we don't know mm-hmm. about. And so because we don't know about it, we write our own narrative about this group, right? Uh, racism is really, it's again, it's a, it's another fear element. You, mm. You're afraid of what you don't understand, mm. what you don't know. So mm. the, your knee jerk reaction mm. is anger hatred and blame mm. and a relationship with God that's derived with that same unknowledge and non relationship of produces the same fruit. Mm. You know, uh, luckily I, you know, our society is, is going in the direction that racism is, is, is I think minimizing mm. and to which someday I pray is completely gone. Mm. But when you think about that, when you think that the, there, there's point points in this country where where people hated a large demographic of the people not because of any conversation they actually had with them mm-hmm. not of any, mm-hmm. any relationship Truth. with them but because they that's just how they were taught Truth. they were taught they were just taught were that taught. way and then when they have and then like the what I love today is like when when you ha- when you start hearing conversations like oh when I got to know them they're actually really nice when I got to know this person I, w- I did not expect them to be a lot like me. And when you hear like racism being broken down like that, and you're like, well, yes, because they're people. You know, let's sidetrack here for just a second. Some of the most ignorant people I've ever met, and I don't mean ignorant in a in a kind, merciful way, just is if you could imagine ignorant being a mean accusation, that's how I'm intending it right now. But I've met some of the most ignorant people in my life who have zero clue. And they use language. They use language that, well, your people or yeah. y'all or, or, well, we don't do it that way. And and I've I I am a guy. If for me to be angry, for me to be angry, to the point of doing physical harm to somebody, takes. A lot, like less than a handful of times in my life. But when I hear that kind of stuff, I go off the edge. Yeah. In my mind. And I think about if I were to engage in this conversation or or be pushed the wrong way, it, it would not be good. Here's why. That kind of thing makes me so angry for one person to judge another based on nothing that they really know about that person, but that they've believed that they've been told by another. Yeah. And that's what you just said was, is exactly the point in which I'm I'm making with this, that if we can you can say that with strong emotion. Like you've made a judgment and you don't even know that person. Mm, right. 
then that same thing can is is relatable to you've made a judgment of God and you don't know God exactly yeah at all so good so perfect when, when you th- so good when you when we break it down like that let's let's smash our misconceptions because we don't know Him He knows us and and loves us because you're worth loving mm. but we don't know Him so how, it, it, just like you just like any new relationship mm-hmm. in order to know Him. I mean, you can read about him. Like I, I've never met uh, fam- famous people in history, but mm-hmm. I've read about them. Mm-hmm. But is that enough? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. The best way for I can't say I know Abraham Lincoln. You know, I've read about him. Mm-hmm. I know some things he's accomplished. Yeah, but I, I no shape or form could say, oh, I know him. Right, and you couldn't either. Right, like no one could. Right. Like oh, I, I. Muhammad Ali? Oh, yeah, I've read some stuff about him. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't say, oh, I know Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. So how could we use that same uh, mentality with, with God? Right. I've read right. the great works of God. Right. I have seen his works. I, I have, I've read theologians break down his word. How can you say you know him without a relationship? Right. So how do we, how do we, how do we, Get a good conversation with let's, God. Let's talk about the word no. And that's just, let's just, let's just finish this podcast with that understanding. And we've got a lot of other notes here that we'll include in the thing, but we'll, we'll, we'll put in this, this pleasant diversion that we're on. The, the, the word K-N-O-W used in the New Testament means two things. It means it means to know experientially or to know about or of. I know about Keith. I know of him. I've even been around him and seen him and talked with him and had coffee with him in a group. And I've seen him from a distance when he is on platform leading worship. So I know Keith. But when I know, when I say I know Keith, then I can also be referring to I know Keith experientially. Because we've sat together and we've walked through some hard times. We've shared spiritual sweat and adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've handled situations. We've We've hung out together. We've... So I know about him, I know of him, and I've experienced that firsthand. And and beyond that, I've seen into his heart by the seeds that I, I hear him speak of, but by the fruition of those same seeds, I see that those things are happening in his life. Therefore, I know he's real. Because I've sat with him, I've, exper- I've sat with him in his home. I've been in in a vehicle with him driving. And and when you do those sorts of things, you have hours in. You have reps in. You have experience in. You have a fusion not only of, you, you have a fusion not only of experience, but you have this fusion of being present, not only just available, but present. 
and and being engaged with somebody and hearing what what they're thinking and what they're feeling and why they think and feel that way. So until you or I or any person sits with God himself like that, then we can't really say we know him. Therefore, we can't say we have conversation with him because I can tell you within three sentences of any person's mouth, pick a person, anyone, I can tell you, as could you or any other who is listening in the, in, the, in the right fashion, whether a person actually knows God or they've just been around him. By the way they talk, by the way they act, but particularly by the things that they say, because Jesus himself said, out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaks. So if you've been with, if you've been with your father, then you, you speak like you've been around him. Because you, you, you always, you always, we're quoters in this world. We always repeat people who we, we admire and think highly of. If we think highly of ourselves, we repeat and uh, push our own narrative. But if we want, if we think highly of our Father in heaven or, or our relationship with Jesus, like the caveat to me being angry and want, wanting to rip somebody's head off and just go off on them, I should have finished that with when I feel that way, I feel horrible because I think that the first thought that comes to my mind, even in real time in those situations is like Jesus, Jesus whispering to me through the voice of the Holy Spirit. Oh, really? Would you now? Oh, really? You want to? Oh, really? That's what you would do. So there's this, this ongoing conversation and here's, here's the misnomer. People think I got to sit in a room with a journal and pray for an hour in a day. You know what? That's great. Everyone should sit and have a set time and place to sit and pray and think and talk. But then there's this other, this other 23 hours of a day that you can be talking to God Mm -hmm. and you can have relationship with him. It's not, it's not, he, he, he came to man to walk with man. And he still does today through Jesus, by the Holy Spirit. Nothing's changed since the garden. Just the access to God now has changed. And, and until we understand that. So when we talk about how to have conversation with God, know him experientially. And there's three ways to do that. Number one, just talk to God. Number two, read scripture and number three, be around people who do that every day. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just, that's that, super it's simple. just that's literally, super it's like, Hey, can you introduce me to Keith? Cause I really love the way he plays guitar. Would he be interested in lessons? You know what? I can't answer that, but I will introduce you to Keith. And then you and Keith decide what you're going to do. It's the same with God. It's the same, except when I introduce you to God, it's your responsibility. I'll walk with you. I'll walk alongside you. But when you come to the realization that you're speaking with, not to, you're speaking with. See, we speak to images. We speak with God. 
But when you realize you speak with, you are speaking with the creator of all that is seen and unseen, known and unknown, who created you. When you realize that, it, it's a humbling experience. Mm. So I, I guess the the answer as we wrap this up, uh, how do I start conversation with God? You just talk. Just I have conversation with God in the car. I have conversation with God in the morning when I wake up. Uh, gosh, when I walk down a hallway, I don't, there's not really like a, a place I don't. I just, and they're not like in-depth soup. Some, where, where I am with, with God right now, I mm-hmm. can sit in a room mm-hmm. silently with mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and just, that would be a content night. Yeah. But every now and again, I'd be like, huh, did you see that? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, one of the things that people, you mentioned you being a reader, um, people read books, but they read Scripture. And they I don't read, read books. Isn't that interesting? Well, I have read two books other than the Bible in my adult life. Well, you, you read. I read. You the, read. I read. Uh, you, I read. You read. I like published articles a lot. Yeah. Books, not so much. Not the, so that's much. why I'm so baffled by myself that I can continuously re finish the Bible, start over, finish the Bible, start. Like I've I've rounded that book so many times in my because mm-hmm. I just I've read I've read two literal two books other than the mm-hmm. Bible in my mm-hmm. entire adult life. Yeah. I'm forty. Yeah. I've been an adult longer than I than I was a yeah. child. Yeah. Well, things have changed since since I was a kid. Uh, then it was just books. Now you've got access to specified articles. You don't have to read a whole book to get one I, one I, little nugget I th- out of I it. I think if I grew up forty years, yeah. thirty years uh, ago, I would have been the guy at the library more often right. reading newspaper right. clippings or or. Microfish or some, you know, yeah, do you yeah, know what microfish? Yep, yep, uh, yep. That, that's absolutely the type of reader I am. Right, like spe- specified topical learning. Mm-hmm. So I think I think one of the things, and just to hit the fatherless dad thing for a minute, if you grew up without a dad, you are going to struggle with a relationship with God, generally speaking, because there's this natural inclination and proclivity to say that I wonder, I wonder. If he's going to be like my earthly dad, mad, angry, beat me, abandoned me, or or just altogether disassociate because you've already made that image of God, the creator of the universe, in the image of your earthly dad. And I've met guys like that. And it, when you begin to break down that God loves you, that he's your father, that he has purpose and 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 opportunity for you and a plan for you you begin to see the heart break a little Mm -hmm. and and that's the power of the holy spirit man that's why god sent one of the reasons he sent the holy spirit into this world is to soften the heart of men so that they can know so again to wrap it how do we have conversation with god it's so simple talk with god as though you are talking to another person and he will speak back. He is the creator of the universe, the lover of all his creation. Read his read his words and repeat his words. And then find a community of guys, a cadre of guys, a group of men who hammer out walking this Jesus life together. That's the way we do it. Yeah. It, it it's simpler than I'm that I'm betting you as a listener make it out to be. 
You know, this is a relationship yes. that takes a little bit of work, That's it. but it's probably the easiest relationship it's you're ever going to have in your life. It's the easiest. It because, is. because one half of that relationship does not want to see it fail yeah, and will and do anything it possibly can. So it doesn't. Yes. And again, if you're having a hard time with a relationship with God, you have an image of God that's not God himself. Likely, yeah. Um, thank you for joining us for this week. Uh, this week's episode. If you liked this episode, um, rate and review us. If you have not yet, uh, subscribe to the, to the podcast so you know when we produce uh, new content and you are made aware of when new content is available for you. Um, other than that, how many more weeks do we have left in the series? Well, we just finished up the first two, so we'll we'll do two more okay. on a, on how to actually talk and what to say to God. Yeah, yeah, and I already I'm going to say that it could be a three minute podcast where it's just say hi and yeah. then be honest. But we'll see, we'll see. Maybe next week there's a there's, there's, could be there's a lot more information yeah, there. Could be. Uh, some my simplest conversations with God is sometimes hey, thanks, amen. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, until until next time for Pastor Barry, I'm Pastor Keith. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week.